Welcome to the Timitit Podcast, where we have stimulating and all-inspired conversations with thinkers, dreamers, makers, movers, and trailblazers. In 2016, on the last day of Aspire Women's Conference in London, I sat next to this random stranger. Four years later, we are more than accountability partners and friends. We are family and members of the same village. From New York to Kuala Lumpur, follow our conversation as I chat to Sheila and learn about her inspiring journey and lessons along the way, and what she's looking forward to in the next season of her life as she approaches the big 4.0. I joined the Peace Corps, and most people question, like, how could you leave a job in the middle of a career to go volunteer? Um, hmm. <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> how crazy is that? <laughs> You're out of your mind. I can imagine your family <laughs> and friends. Yeah. Yeah. So like when I lived in Botswana and, I, and we would like have a check in call, like one of the things that you always like kind of inspired me to do was just just start. And you said, you know, start, start small and start. I think at that time in Botswana was like me learning how to cook or like writing a blog about cooking or something. <laughs> and you did well. <laughs> but it was just like, you're like, just do something. Like just take one step and go for it. Yeah, like I created the list because I wanted to challenge myself to, uh, to number one, start better habits, two, to try new things and to get out of my com- comfort zone sometimes. Sometimes like even when I look back at the earlier list, I have friends that tell me, Shayla, you don't wear any color. All you wear is black. <laughs> and so literally that was a challenge to myself. Like, okay, what will it look like for me to wear a different color? For this and more, join us in our inspiring conversation. I think the starting point, which I, I, I've almost adopted now as a, as a formula, is um, your recollections. Do you remember where and when we met? That's probably the first question. <laughs> <laughs> so it was at an Aspire uh, convention or conference, and um, we happened to be sitting next to each other at the very last uh, session of the day. And the question was about we were, were supposed to tell whoever was sitting next to us about the plans that we had as a result of attending the conference. And so we both started listing out the things that we had hoped to achieve uh, as a result of listening to the conference. And then it was a matter of, okay, like that person, whoever you're talking to now is going to be your accountability partner to kind of keep you going and to continue the conversation post-conference. And so now I think we're, what, three, was it three years, four years later? having still continuing yes. the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. And, and, and a lot has happened, obviously, within that time. Because let me, let me tell you my recollection. So obviously, it was such a privilege to be at the Aspire Conference because, you know, the, the, the dream or the vision they had of reaching a billion women who are in nonprofits and making a difference around the world. And then 
uh, at the time being at um, the organization I was part of uh, at Avanad, and then I, I ended up being nominated as a champion for this diversity and inclusion component. You know, with with, with this aspect of it being a, a key, key aspect, you know, key, key um, quite key within that uh, program. And then, yeah, I found myself in uh, in London, and then I think it was quite uh, an amazing forum uh, overall. I remember day one was full of energy and then day two was like, oh, don't talk to me. Uh, yeah, I think introverts get that. It's like you just feel you're too much of a stimulator because, I mean, there's just, there was too much inspiration in the room and too much, what do you call it? Um, well, there's a word for it, like oestrogen or whatever it is. <laughs> I know it's a gendered <laughs> word. Anyway, you know, honestly, for me, it was like, not and it wasn't strictly that it was really more like okay there's just been too much stimulation here and it's like and I was like hiding and then somehow we sat next to each other and then obviously the rest as they say is history you know because it's been quite an amazing journey knowing you <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else you have in the conference. <laughs> I don't know like I felt like I felt uh inspired by uh, by the conference because it wasn't what I expected. I expected a corporate leadership uh, seminar, but what I got was a real uh, connection to myself and like the mm-hmm. beginning of me starting to realize that I have to walk on my own journey and live my own truth and purpose. And so that uh, honestly to me was the catalyst that kind of changed everything in terms of how I started to see the world and what um really like identifying what makes me happy and where I want my life and my career to go and realizing that it's life that to me is more important, not necessarily the job or the identity that I have with the job that I do that matters. So I, I, I feel like it was a groundbreaking experience, even though I am an introvert and I do have those kind of like being overstimulated, I still left with a, a, a sense of um, appreciation for Dr. Sam and everything that she has worked so hard to um, accomplish. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think I would say as much as um, the fact that I really genuinely, just as you believed in what you were trying to do. Um, and again, that's a big issue that remains even today, the, the issue of, uh, you know, gender, uh, not just parity, because oh, that's a whole other issue that has so many um, facets to it. But really getting women in the forefront, and especially in this particular context of those who are making a difference in, in the nonprofit space uh, and such. And I know that's an area that you're very passionate about. And yeah, just, I don't know, maybe share a little bit about your thoughts around, uh, you know, the whole, you know, uh, aspiration to try to empower women and especially to really make an impact through uh, being active in communities and, you know, your own experiences and your thoughts about the same. So I feel like when, like I, I can say firsthand, like my observations of being a woman of, in a woman of color in the workspace, just dynamics change when you have a woman who has a seat at the table, because we come from, just a different space and having to play multiple roles. So there's a level of empathy and a level of just clarity and feeling that happens when you have a woman sitting at a table and able to contribute to how decisions are made. Not to say that men lack this, but I feel like it just creates a different dynamic and and an opportunity for 
us to really make change because we're blending uh, two different viewpoints and two different experiences in order to create something great. So I feel like, you know, as, as we're moving on in society, it's important to have that balance, to bring the yin and the yang together in order to create a more harmonious uh, living environment. Do, do you feel this progress that has been made? Because, I mean, I know it's a few years ago, you know, when we were at this event, and there's been quite a few other initiatives. I know the UN uh, UN women, I sometimes use the word and women because I felt there's a lot of politics in some of those spaces. But I don't know, do you feel this progress? Do you feel this is something that can be worn? Um, I don't know what your thoughts are. And also, I know you're exposed um, to different contexts, you know, being from the US, uh, and then obviously you've been exposed to Europe and right now, uh, you, you're in Asia, <laughs> you'll tell us why, what you're doing there <laughs> and your experiences. But I don't know, do you feel there's progress? I mean, I definitely feel there's progress. I mean, there's more women who are taking leadership roles in government. There's more women who are on the forefront of corporations, but obviously it's not enough. And so we, we, we still have a long way to go. And I think like organizations like Aspire, who are interested in training and developing leaders is, is such an important role in society because even though there's progress, it's still, we have, a, we just have a long way to go. And I feel like there's, uh, we have to continue pushing and pushing forward and making sure that people understand why this topic is important and the benefits that come to society when women are empowered to, to, um, to be in, in positions of leadership. Yeah. So maybe on this one, just to wrap it up, um, if there was one thing that you'd want to do, um, you know, just to really make a step change, you know, forward, what would that be and how would you go about it, you know, as far as getting women a seat at the table and making sure their voice is heard and, and that impact that they bring to the room is felt? I don't know. What would that be for you? It could be in any context, whether in corporate spaces or just in, in social context broadly. I think the one thing that I realized for even myself is to 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 walk in your authentic self and to really get to understand who you are as a person and what your gifts and talents are um, to the world. And like, I feel like when you really start to understand that, you command a different presence and are able to step into spaces and know your worth and your your ability to, to create. And I think like when you know that within yourself, then the dynamic shifts. And that's something that I've had to come into my own, you know, in, in a later stage in life, like I didn't always know that I was worthy of a seat at the table. I knew that I had a voice, but sometimes I allowed the situation to kind of dictate how I responded in, a situ in, in, this, in the room and in the situation. And now I feel like I know who I am and I know what I have to contribute. And I think it's my responsibility to put that in the world. And I feel like if more, if we started working with young women earlier in life and to really reinforce that that self-identity i think that um we would be able to change the world hmm, i like that i like that okay we'll do a backstory now <laughs> we, we just want to know who sheila is what she cares about and her journey you know in the in the last i don't know in the recent 
uh, period, whatever it is that has been topical for you. Because um, I, I, I definitely have had the benefit and the joy of knowing you as my accountability partner for this long. And I think you're really phenomenal and amazing. And it's been such a joy. Um, yeah. So I don't know, how would you introduce yourself or, you know, share a little bit about yourself, maybe? So I'm a person who, who's been on a journey for for a while and uh, I, I enjoy learning and I enjoy sharing my experiences with people um, so that people know that it's okay to not have all the answers, but the most important thing is that you're learning while on the journey and you're able to take things in. So for me, like my journey with Aspire, like I mentioned before, it, it kind of reshaped my life. I started thinking about what it is, what my purpose is. And I had the the opportunity of having a coach and she helped me to think back on my life about the most important experiences that I've had and things that were most uh, valuable and that brought me the most joy. And once I was able to like think about those experiences and really highlight key words and phrases that resonated with me, I, uh, was helped to come up with a purpose statement. So my purpose in life is to live free and engage in life-changing work. And so as I think about um, the last five years, I've been trying to honor that purpose that I set in my life. Um, one of the, when I think about like the values and things that, that I have, um, adventure, exploration, discovery, creativity, and nature are all things that are important to me. And so as I was thinking about, okay, what next? When I left New York, um, I knew I wanted to contribute in a different way. I knew I wanted to travel internationally and I knew I wanted to help people. And so that kind of started um, my kind of international work and I joined the Peace Corps. And most people question like, how could you leave a job in the middle of a career to go volunteer? Um, hmm. <laughs> But yeah. <laughs> how crazy is that? <laughs> You're out of your mind. I can imagine your family <laughs> and friends. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, honestly, like it still boggles people. But for me, it was the most important thing that I needed to do for me in my own personal journey. And that's one of the most important lessons is that you can't always rely and listen to what other people have to say. Like your journey is your journey. And sometimes you just have to tune out the noise and realize and yeah. within yourself to say, this is what is important for me. This is going to help me to get to whatever next step is. And this is what I'm going to do. And you have to just accept that. And one of the things I learned from Aspire from uh, Coach Gosha, I mean, uh, I think her name was. Yeah, yeah. Gosha. I remember her very well. <laughs> we, we talked about fear. Yeah. And it was the one thing that, it was like, what is the worst thing that can happen if you take this decision, if you go on down this path? And for me, like, I identified the worst thing. I'm going to live at home with my parents. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm not going to have a career job. I'm going to have just a, a, a regular, whatever kind of job I can have. And once, and financial instability. But once I made peace with those things and realized that, okay, Shayla, I've, I've had, the benefit of starting over in life. Like I've gone from going to graduate school to not having a job, to waiting to get a job, to, to then getting a job and then going to school again. And it's like, I know what it is to start over and I have the, the tools that are already inside of me to be able 
to, to navigate. And so once I got over all of those fears that I originally identified and accepted them, then to me, there was nothing, there was nothing but, okay, let's, let's make this happen. And that's what I did. Like I was able to leverage a career that I had uh, in youth development in New York city. And I was able to leverage that and get to go to work in Botswana um, with a, a youth development organization. And I feel that that experience and, and being able to like interact with different cultures and different societies and also like getting closer to your family. Like, I feel like that was one of the best yeah. times uh, in that year that I spent, I was able to form connections and, and continue connections and connections that I still have even now we're three years later um, from that experience. So I think like living in your truth and honoring the things that are important to you is one of the things that I would feel like more people need to learn and stop like tying your identity to your, to your job, because that's not who you are. Um, so yeah. So now fast forward, wow. that's wow. that Botswana experience kind of was, was also a catalyst because then it opened up um, a couple more doors to where I am today um, in Malaysia. So I feel like um, things happen for a reason and you might not know what's on the other side, but as long as you put one foot, one foot in front of the other and say, okay, this is where I'm going to try to go. I feel like the universe opens itself up to you. People come into your life for whatever reason and you know, things shift. That happened to me today. I was journeying on a path <laughs> in the park and, uh, yeah. you know, we're, we're in lockdown and we're coronavirus is, is still apparent, but uh, the restrictions are easing a little bit. So now you're finding more people who are returning back to nature and back to physical exercise. And I happen to be walking on a path that I normally don't walk on in this park, but something said, try mm. this path. And all of a sudden I ran into a lady that I had met at a wellness festival back in November and her and I continued to communicate and she invited me to uh they were doing ecstatic dance in a different part of the park and she oh, said hey wow. you want to join so I had never like met any of these other women but it was an opportunity for me to say yes to an opportunity that presented itself and it, it was such a worthwhile experience because I got to meet other artists and uh, fitness instructors and just different women who are all about wellness, but also all about their craft. And so it was an inspiring kind of afternoon. Like when we started, I said I felt productive. It's because I met a whole nother sister circle just by taking one little path that ran me into one lady that I knew. Hmm. Wow. And how, how has your journey and I mean, your experience in, in, in Kuala Lumpur and, and Malaysia in general, you know, how has it been? Because that's a different part of the world uh, compared to New York, uh, I would imagine. And of course, Botswana, you are in the world. <laughs> but how has it been in KL? I mean, honestly, like it, it feels like New York City. I was re uh, remarking to one of the women that I met today, who's from Finland, and she said, you know, it's very strange that when you go into the grocery store, you find the same things from wherever you are. So like yeah. me going into the grocery store here in Kuala Lumpur, I see literally exactly the same things that I would typically buy in New York or L.A. or whatever in the grocery store. So I don't really feel, except for the humidity, I don't really feel like a difference. Um, 
obviously like uh, uh, Kuala Lumpur is a very diverse uh, city. Um, so you see people of all different shades and races and, and religions and everyone mixes together. So I don't, even though like I'm an African-American woman, I don't necessarily feel out of place because everyone is different here, but everyone still gets along and, and interacts with one another. So I don't necessarily feel um, a racial divide as if I were living someplace else. Hmm, let's talk about the food because I know you're big on food and everywhere you like experimenting. So how is because I've been I was in KL, um, I think, again, probably around uh, probably three or four years ago. And I really liked I went to the market, you know, got the food there. It was super cheap and very tasty. I don't know. What's your experience in terms of the culinary side of things? And what are some of the things that you've been experimenting with, you know, from a food perspective and, you know, just trying out stuff? So I have to say, I have not been that adventurous with food because uh, being 95% vegetarian, uh, I'm always not sure oh, I um, yeah. how food is prepared. So I know if I go to like where I work, I work in uh, Brickfields, which is a predominantly Indian Sri Lankan community. So I know that if I go there, of course, I'm going to be able to find lots of vegetarian restaurants. But some of the other uh, restaurants or the stalls, um, there a lot of the food is made with meat. So I haven't been as adventurous. But today I went to, mm. I was introduced to a Sri Lankan restaurant. Uh, literally, I passed the street like every day going to work when we were able to physically go to work. Never went down the street before. But discovered with the women that I went today, discovered a lovely restaurant. And the food was so amazing. It was it was just divine. And so, um, it just goes to show you, you just never know what's around you and your immediate surroundings. And so sometimes it's important to just stop and smell the roses and kind of just check things out. Because uh, now, like, I have another option when it's time to go back to work. I have another lunch option that's really close and I don't have to order. Mm. Wow. And you've built a community, you've made friends, you know, you feel, you know, you've embedded yourself in that community. Yeah, that's, that's one thing that like, honestly, like, okay, so the MCO, the movement control order that's been here in Kuala Lumpur has been made it a little bit difficult to connect with friends. But today, like what I saw is like, yeah, I actually, I actually do know people here. Sometimes I never think about that in a sense, but I think back to the experiences and the woman that I met that I uh, mentioned today, she introduced me to uh, a whole new community from the wellness uh, side of Kuala Lumpur. And it's been, it's been great to connect and to explore a community because here, um, a lot of things are not always visible by going on the internet and seeing like, it's kind of an underground community that you kind of have to know people in the community to know what's happening. And so by uh, meeting this woman at uh, this festival, I told her today, I was like, she's definitely a bridge builder. She connects people who are like-minded and who have similar interests and, um, and enables them to, to have like a sense of community. So it's, it's yeah, I feel like it's been great. Mm. And 
so just on on now on the because I think we, we we alluded to the bit of the realities of COVID nineteen and how that's being managed. How has the experience been? Because I think out here in South Africa, at least, we entering into a more relaxed phase from Monday, and it's not really been terribly you know restrictive. Well, I don't know how it is there. I mean, I, I, I'm, I, I'm just curious to hear how that has been for you. I mean, for the last couple of months, it's been very restrictive. Um, um, so much so, like, you go into the grocery store, only one person from the household was allowed to go to the grocery store. You had to stay within a certain mile radius from your home. Um, there was uh, military and police checkpoints at certain instances. And being a foreigner... <laughs> Sometimes you'll be asked to produce your documentation. But um, I would say within the last week and a half, two weeks, I think things are uh, easing up a bit. And so, like I said, today, going into the park, there was, I hadn't seen this many people in the park in such a long time. Everyone exercising and uh, just enjoying the nature. Um, so yeah, it's it's nice. The one thing I will say is observing like yeah. I feel happy about the the movement control order because now mother nature has had time to heal a little bit. It it kind of gives me yeah, yeah. an observation of having so many people in the park. Like imagine the life that was able to thrive while humans weren't in the equation. And so um I'm I'm just yeah. mindful of that. Yeah, no, that's definitely a big bonus. Now, so let's talk about something that you and I have done, you know, since we've known each other. Now, you have this thing of keeping a list or writing a long list. I think you, you challenged me to write 45, and apparently it's called Tim's List or something, 45 things that I needed to do. And obviously connecting back to purpose. So the whole element of this, the very adventurous side, um, you know, which says, yeah, I want to try this. I want to go there. I want to experience this and I know and I know you love travel as well and then there's the nature elements and all that just just you know maybe you can talk a little bit about that you know <laughs> these all lists and you know uh, dream boards and traveling and adventure and all these other things that you you really enjoy um, that I've benefited also we've been talking about this from time to time yeah so like when I lived in Botswana and, I, and we would like have a check-in call like one of the things that you always like kind of inspired me to do was just just start. And you said, you know, start, start small and start. I think at that time in Botswana was like me learning how to cook or like writing a blog about cooking or something. <laughs> and you did well. <laughs> but it was just like, you're like, just do something. Like, just take one step and go for it. And so um, that got me to thinking about like, okay, what is it that I want to do and try and what motivates me and motivates me and inspires me? And so I think I started this list uh some time ago i call it the tim challenge and at this point I yeah yeah <laughs> the tim challenge yeah. 2017 but the book that i have the journal that i have yes. right now is a 2018 journal um so i have a list from 2018 and then i have a list that i just made recently because this year's it will be my 40th birthday and so i feel like it's an extra special year so I'm kind of like, okay, yeah. what can I do between now and the end of the year that will be my 40th birthday year to kind of commemorate the experiences? So yeah, like I created the list because I wanted to challenge myself to, uh, to number one, start better habits, 
to to try new things and to get out of my com- comfort zone sometimes. Sometimes, like, even when I look back at the earlier list, I have friends that tell me, Shayla, you don't wear any color. All you wear is black. <laughs> and so literally that was a challenge to myself. Like, okay, what will it look like for me to wear a different color or to try different earrings or to learn how to put on makeup, like different things like that, but also like personal spiritual practices. So what does it mean to read the Bible and to like really study my word and to um, like, I have like try out, try learning to juggle. I have a best friend who knows how to juggle and like, what would it be like to try something? Uh, you know? So the list, nice. The list is very <laughs> like this. The 2018 list is is very very random, but still, like when I look at, I didn't accomplish everything on the list, and I think sometimes it's, it, it's about, like I said, the the journey, not necessarily that you do everything. But I did. I was able to. Uh, I started a garden. Um, I learned nice. about two birds. Uh, I planted something. I went to a new church. I uh, I did a color run. Wow! Something that I had on my list for a very long time to do was a color run, and like I went with uh, family friends, and we did the color run, and it was absolutely amazing. Um, I tried bullet journaling. Hmm. I joined uh, the membership to uh, REI, which is like a recreational group. Um, I read some new books. I took a nutrition wow. course, uh, watched the sunrise, went to the science center. So like the list is very like random from 2018, but still new things that I hadn't experienced or that I was trying to make a habit out of. The 2020 list. <laughs> so yeah. Mm-hmm. Say, the mm-hmm. 2020 list I think is a little bit more focused on, um, it still has elements of adventure, but it's focused on things that I want to accomplish within my of starting a business and making sure that I'm positioning myself for the next chapter in my life. Um, so making, uh, continuing to focus on better habits and um, focusing on self-care. Like, I feel like I've let that escape in the last, like, pretty much all my adult work life. I haven't quite learned what it looks like to live a balanced life and so this year I've really been focusing on prioritizing wellness and making sure that that above all else is is the priority that I'm pouring into myself because you know there's all there's that saying that you can't give to others until you pour if your cup is empty you have to pour into yourself in order to make things happen so it's not always easy though that's that's the thing. It's like I've I've tried, I failed, but then it's like getting back on the horse to do it again. So, I'm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Wow, <laughs> well done. <laughs> you always inspired me by that because we would check in, and then it's like, yeah, I, you know, this is what I'm trying, and then you you know you're trying to something else, like when you're in Botswana, you are cooking something, and it's like. Yeah, and then and then there's, there was always the element of nature as well, you know, what was happening in nature. Always this very curious mind, very um, reflective, very thoughtful. 
I really admired that, you know, um, and it's, 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 and especially, I mean, I think introverts would probably really cherish this more than anyone else. And of course the list, you know, went on into other things as well, um, like travel and do you have travel as, as, you know, like places you want to see and activities you want to, to do um, as yeah. part of the checklist or what's so, the scope so of the checklist? Year, I'm, yeah. I, I literally highlighted um, all the travel things. So I have four things I want to do and it's kind of like, they're aspirational now, given the fact that we're in the current pandemic situation, but still, nevertheless, yeah, yeah. I put them on the list anyway. So I want to visit New Zealand, Zanzibar, Argentina, and I actually want to go back to my college. Um, it's been 20 years since I set foot mm. on my college campus, and I feel like now that uh, my niece is preparing for college and we kind of raised her during that time, I feel like the sense of returning back to my roots and to really see what's changed and kind of be become invigorated with the institution that helped develop the person who I am today. So um, I have those four things on my list. Um, and then I have things on like, I have a lot wow. of writing projects on this list as well. Um, I've always like journaled, but I feel inspired now to actually put things out to the world. So I have um, kind of like writing a letter to my 20 year old self, just as an inspirational piece for young women. Um, wow. I have also like, I'm also thinking about my parents and I feel like I've listened to them over the years, but I want to write their stories just so I have something to pass down to my children when I have them. Um, so I, I'll be writing a story about those, about my parents. And then also just uh, kind of starting a, a I want to start a wellness business. And so thinking about like my journey and what I want to share to those people on my website. So those are kind of the exciting writing projects I have. And then, of course, there's nature. Nature will always be there on the list. Oh. No, this is so lovely. I and mean, there's quite honestly, please um filter through, you know, as we as we as you go along because we would love to really just um um you know follow you on this journey. It's really exciting. I mean, personally I'm very excited to hear about all of this, especially the story of the parents. Because I feel that sometimes there's been a gap. We have always imagined heroes as those who have been drummed up to us in movies or in other books that people have written. Yet the greatest heroes are the ones who are closest to us. Those are parents, people who guardians, people who've raised us, people who we've really sacrificed the most. And yet have their wisdom has guided us. And yet we've not really uh, documented this for not only for ourselves, but for those who may benefit from the same. And I think this is such a noble project and really, really um, definitely, please, when you write or when you're writing, I, I would love to, you know, to be, to have an insight <laughs> into that. Yeah. You know, so what, I think it's, it's, like it's phenomenal reading. Like from an African-American community, like a lot of, a lot of people in our generation, they carry certain things as a result of their childhood. And what, one of the things I realized uh, recently is that a lot of the things that we carry as adults stem from, because our parents also carried some of those burdens. And so one of the things that I'm, I'm attempting to look at is kind of the things and the critical things that shaped who my parents were and are and like what 
what are those things that we can learn and glean from it as well as to like kind of reshape the next generation um and also to allow like to to think about forgiveness there's a lot of like baggage and feelings that is passed down generation to generation and i feel like yeah this our generation we have the power to to stop it and to change course and so i think the writing for me is also a way to kind of dissect and to to heal as well as to just honor my parents for whatever it is that that they struggled with that i might not have known growing up but were real things in their lives and so i think it's 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 a healing piece as well as an understanding of like some of the 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 time that they grew up in and and just like racism and and uh just different things being a single mom and what that what that uh had on my mom in terms of how she was raised and being the oldest so i just want to capture these things and be able to um to tell my children as well absolutely absolutely now i'm curious a little bit about your creative process if you are able to share a little bit about your creative process how do you go about creating how do you go about writing or deciding that you're going to write about something and how do you do do that like do you do you write it in a book do you sit on your computer and how does so, inspiration <laughs> come into play um i i told you like i i i didn't always prioritize uh self care and so lately because now we're able to move i started walking and walking and listening to inspirational messages and um this really hit me uh within the last couple of weeks i was listening to a message from my church back in new york and um the pastor was basically saying that uh this this coronavirus situation is a is kind of forcing people to look within themselves and the fact that it's such an opportunity and a blessing that we have additional time and that creation is waiting so people are people in this world are waiting for what you have to create so let this be a time to cherish and to actually make things happen and so listening to those words kind of like a lit a fire under my feet like okay i do have something to say what is it that i'm going to say so walking through the park i have this one path that feels like i'm going into the forest and literally when i walk down that path my mind just clears up I'm able to think about okay here are some of the things that i want to write about i am not a person that like writes on the computer i write in pencil i'm very picky i Every time I have to write in pen and notebook, I'm very upset about it. But it's only because I can't find a pencil. But I literally write longhand um the things that I want to get out and then I'll type it later. Um but it's yeah. It's, because like when I write this and this hmm. is part of the process. So I I read a uh, I started reading a book. Can't say that I finished it. But I got some important wisdom from Julia Cameron's Artist Way and she asked um people who are going through that journey to write in the paper um three pages every morning and it's a practice that i started doing and i really wasn't sure what i would get out of doing this but from that i learned that i can be creative and that i actually was an artist budding on the inside and that kind of like facilitated me starting to paint and to deal with emotional 
things that I couldn't necessarily express in words sometimes, but I was able to put it on the canvas and actually have a deliverance from whatever I was feeling through that creative lens and creative outlet. So she really like kind of hit home that when you're writing on longhand, you are have the opportunity to kind of think about how you want the reader to feel and you're not rushing to get it down on paper. You can be more descriptive and cross things out and like kind of just take your time when you're writing by hand versus when you're on the computer, most people speed through typing an email or, or, or writing fast, but paper gives you more time and more space to breathe, to think about what it is you're trying to convey. Hmm, I like that. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. And also there's the whole, you call it tactile, or you know, how you're able to feel paper and, uh, you know that like you're using a pencil for example um in my case i like like a blank page <laughs> no i don't use a pencil but yeah just that feeling of 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 you know of paper and yeah. you're you expressing and yourself i also like it's actually uh, quite different and profound. Like i have like whatever paper i have now it's like sugarcane recycled paper and it's like a different feeling of I don't know. I feel like I'm contributing to a positive environment as well as I actually like the feel of the paper. So, I mean, obviously you don't like, it doesn't have to be your thing, but like for me, it makes a difference. And I draw sometimes in the margins and this paper has lines, but hmm. I've tried to do journaling without lines. And then I find that I end up drawing more than actually writing. So I've gone back to uh, the line paper. So do you feel, um, as we kind of head towards a wrap-up, do you feel your creative expression uh, shines through even in corporate spaces, like in what you do uh, in a corporate space where you obviously have to, you know, give presentations and so on? I, I don't know what your thoughts are in terms of that, your creative self, authentic, uh, you know, self-expression and how that um, allows you to be able to impact or influence or does it even filter through in, in terms of so uh, I will say, into uh, your corporate space? To but I made it um, on my vision board from five years ago. I have the word creativity at work. So that's one thing that's, that's been important to me. And I think in my current situation, um, I've had to create that opportunity because it definitely is not there. If in my traditional job description, the creativity is not there, but I've been able to carve out some spaces. Like when I have to design something for a meeting, that's where I'm able to put um, the creativity, the work, or now I'm working on wellness at work and I'm able to add a little bit of creativity there. So I think it's about uh, trying to, to find it and carve out the spaces wherever you are to have the creative outlets. And then like in my personal life, like I still am creating at home. I made a, a new vision board being in KL. I love magazines and so um, I created a, a cross of a mood board and a vision board of what it is that I want at this stage in my life, because I did it five years ago. And some of the things I put out five years ago are still relevant and important, but I don't have that vision board physically here. And so in my meditation space that I have here at home, I have a new one with new realities and new things that are still important and relevant to me at this stage in life. Wow. 
Now, I know your birthday is coming up soon. Uh, so what's what's coming? What's in your mind right now? What is how are you kind of preparing or what's going through your mind? And what are some of the things that you're looking forward to into the season ahead? Because, I mean, <laughs> a 40 is, a, you know, um, apparently life begins I mean, honestly, then. So. Like, <laughs> this is the year to make things happen and to shift into my purpose and authentic self. So as I approach 40, I'm really thinking about who I am and who like who I want to be in the next chapter of my life and what is it going to take to get there. And so instead of just sitting on the sidelines and watching life go by, it's that time for me to actually start something. And I was talking to one of my cousins the other day and she said, you know, just start. It doesn't have to be perfect. Sometimes we walk through life thinking that we have to have the right education or have the perfect whatever. And it's simply not true. She said, start today, improve tomorrow. And I think that stuck with me in terms of getting out of my own way and making a way for me to, to be the person that, that I see, like I can see her and I can see her powerful, like powerfully standing in commanding space and running things, but sometimes I'm in my own way. And so that's where I'm really focusing on is getting out of my own way, putting incremental steps in place to actually make the things that I want to happen and then just doing it. Hmm. I like that. Wonderful. Now, thank you again. I mean, it's really uh, such a joy just to be able to connect with you. Now, definitely, I think, because um, I know there's quite a lot on the go, <laughs> the book project and all these things that you're bringing together and obviously stepping into a new season. Um, I, I definitely love the opportunity to just check in with you again, you know, um, down the line and just really see what's, what are the developments well, in that thank space. Thank you so much for But it's been such a joy and a pleasure. With you. It's been a, a pleasure having you uh, kind of along this journey as well. I feel like I've been able to like talk to you about the d different things that I'm aspiring to and you've given me perspective and, and wisdom. And so I, I definitely appreciate that. And also like you welcome your family welcoming me into the fold it has also been um, a great uh, addition to this whole meeting. So I, I feel very blessed to have a Joburg family in my corner as I am going through life. Yeah, no, <laughs> you're definitely family to us. And, you know, it's such a, such a blessing, you know, you just imagine somebody you sat next to and then <laughs> here we are, here we are yeah. like jamming away. I mean, it's such a, it's such a, can you imagine that, you know? how i don't know you call it synchronicity or all those sorts of words that could be used yeah, like people come um, into your life and, and it's just you know it's just there, amazing it's, it's like, beautiful i feel like you've, you've come into my life at a place to like to be like a guiding post and to give inspiration and wisdom and so i'm very i'm very appreciative of the time that you've taken even in coaching me at some points and being a listening ear in some points i think like we all need people we need to surround ourselves with the village in order to to maneuver through life. And so I'm definitely proud to call you a person who is in my village, um, guiding me up along the way. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, and just know, I mean, there's a big space for you, you know, in this continent and, you know, and this home, you know, home here. Uh, you're welcome anytime. I mean, I, I hope that we'll get to be traveling soon and, yeah, you know, there'll be yeah. a trip that is coming down I this way to see your people, you know. <laughs>
Thank you again for joining us for today's episode. Until next time, this has been the Timmy Chit Podcast. <laughs>